Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. This is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time big book study meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We're in the chapter of vision for you. We're on paragraph one on page 159 and it begins with he had three visitors and ends with added to the fellowship. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Mary Beth S., the 12 Traditions, Marge E. Reading the text today in support is Leslie W., Nancy P., Lisa B. Greeting newcomers today is Dory P., host for the second hour this morning. Stick around for that is Do L. The reference number for yesterday the big books, no, actually the Sunday special edition, Sunday, May 31st, 2020, is 14723, 14723. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary Beth S. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Mary Beth, you want to press star one, please, to unmute. Let's see. In the interest of time, Mary Beth, I'm going to pass it over to Lisa B. If you're prepared, please press star one to please read the 12 steps of Overeaters and Online. Yes. All right. Uh, good morning. My name is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And here we go, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I'm so sorry. I thought I had it all in here in front of me, and I couldn't get my I can do that, Melanie, if you wish. Janice M. Janice P.M. Thank you. Good morning. This is Mary Beth. My phone did not unmute. Um, May I, sirs? Yes, go ahead. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, 
made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mary Beth. Yes, and for those that were so eager to step in to be helpful, appreciate that very much. I will now ask Marge E. to please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you. This is Marge E. from Massachusetts, the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from a primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Marge E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. 
Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to, re to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Please, this indicates this uh, star one key function only as your mute option on this meeting today. We want to have a nice, clear recording as well. Today, we resume the study of the big book and the chapter of Vision for You. We're on page 159, paragraph one, and it begins with, he had three visitors and ends with, so one more was added to the fellowship. And I will ask Leslie W. to begin this morning by reading that paragraph and unpack it for us this morning, and then we'll continue on with opening it to the fellowship to share. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Leslie W., a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Grateful to be on the line and grateful to give service. He had three visitors. After a bit, he said, the way you fellows put this spiritual stuff makes sense. I'm ready to do business. I guess the old folks were right after all. So one more was added to the fellowship. <laughs> this is a funny little paragraph um, to me, you know, because it's talking about this guy whose parents could not understand why, you know, in the previous paragraph, why he couldn't stop drinking. You know, I mean, they you know, I, I really relate to this guy because I was raised in the church um, myself. My parents are religious people, and, and we were there on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. And, and uh, you know, um, I was in the youth group and in the choir and summer camps and everything else. And I knew who, you know, uh, I knew who... Uh, God was, or I knew what I was told that God was. Um, you know, interestingly enough, though, it, it was more important for me to maintain an image, um, a religious image, than it was to actually have a real genuine relationship and trust with my God. And I fought it, you know, like I fought um being told what to do um maybe not on the outside on the outside i might have looked like a very compliant good little girl but on the inside i was fighting um i was resentful i was rebellious you know and and that's that's kind of like what this guy sounds kind of like what this guy did he rebelled you know and then he got pinned down. And there, there comes a point when we all get pinned down. And 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 there's no other way out <laughs> but to accept a spiritual solution. And he's ready. He's ready to do business. But I guarantee you if those folks from the church came to visit him and instead of those alcoholics, there's no way. There's no way that guy would have said, I guess you folks, 
I guess you old folks were right after all. So it takes one to know one, folks. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you, Leslie W. Now it's time to begin our transition to opening it up for all fellows to be able to comment on paragraph one, page 159. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you're ready to begin, I'll take your first name, the first letter of your last name. And we'll take an initial lineup by pressing star one on your phone keypad. We can comment. Diane M. from Michigan. Diane M. Sally A. Sally A. Teresa P. Teresa P. Okay, let's go with that particular lineup. But the rest of you, the 297 other folks that are on the line, get warmed up and we'll get a chance to have an opportunity to hear your share in just a moment. So we're going to go with Diane M., Sally A., and Teresa P. as you all are getting warmed up this morning. Good morning, Diane. Your three minutes starts now. Good morning. um, I'm so grateful for this meeting. It has completely changed my life after... Almost 40 years in this program, the last couple of years has completely transformed me. And when I think back to my Ebby, um, she was she was an amazing woman. I'm sorry, I'm walking right now, so I'm going to stop so I can talk without breathing heavy. Um, she was an amazing woman, and she taught me the first that I had known about a loving uh, higher power. I didn't know that. I was raised in a church. And I somehow I missed that piece all those years, um, but the the um, amazing life that I'm living today is indescribable. I've never had complete neutrality with food before, which I have now. Um, going through one of the hardest times in my life uh, right now. My husband has just been recently diagnosed with cancer, and we're in the middle of a move, and it's all extremely chaotic. But um, even though we're in the middle of a storm, um, I heard in a song once that the the storm is not in me. I'm finding um, unparalleled peace as a result of working these steps and daily contact with other people in this program. I'm just uh, tremendously grateful for that. Um, With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Diane M. Sally A., you're up next. Teresa P. will follow you. Then we're going to open it up for other people to share on paragraph one, page 159. Your three minutes starts now, Sally. Thank you. Good morning, moderator. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I, For me, this program was physical in nature, um, emotional in nature. The, I mean, the disease, the disease of compulsive overeating. Um, but the solution was spiritual, which had not made sense to me at all, being a cerebral person, you know, thinking, how can I not think myself out of this, you know? And um, when I heard in meeting that the solution was spiritual, I, I didn't believe it, you know. But, you know, I 
I stuck with it, and it's true. It's absolutely true that when I turn to something to to restore me to sanity, whether it be my higher power, whether it be a meeting, whether it be another fellow uh, person from a fellowship sponsor, whatever it is, it is a spiritual awakening at that moment, and um and I do it on a daily basis. And uh, I may not be perfect. I still have certain difficulties here and there, but you know, it's certainly certainly much better than it used to be. And I'm so grateful for this program, and so grateful for like was shared before about an Ebby that brought me into it, um, because that person loved me and and wanted wanted me to find this beautiful recovery. And this program has changed my life. You know, not just with the food, but with like so many other aspects of my life. You know. Um, I had a blessed friend that died of the COVID-19 that was in a program I was in. And um, one of the things he said to me when I was going through one of my darkest times of my life and still going to meetings, he said, you know, Sally, once you're in, once you get it in spiritually, everything will fall into place, you know, no matter what. And um, it was absolutely true. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you very much, Sally A. Teresa P., you're up next, and then we're going to open it up for additional folks to comment on page 159, paragraph 1 in the chapter of Vision for You. So get ready, y'all. Hi, Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. This is Teresa P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I'm glad I get to be grateful. Um, that uh, spiritual work at Religion and uh, spiritual are so different. And, you know, and I didn't understand the difference. I was raised in it and loved it and uh, took to it deeply. However, what I didn't see was that, you know, it was all in my head. And I heard people talk about, oh, I love so much. And I kept wondering, well, what, what do you mean? I was busy trying to do stuff. And and that's um, you know what uh, what got got me into into trouble was I was trying to do it was all this self will and you know try really hard and be really good and then pray to God for relief from the food obsession and I didn't get it and so I couldn't trust that God who wanted to have a relationship well I did want well who wanted to have an intimate relationship with a scary God who doesn't help you and lets you down and but you'd better be good or you're going to go to hell. And, and you know, I didn't realize how deeply I believed these things in, in my heart, but I, I acted on them. And that's what, you know, I gave to my children also. And uh, since coming to program, I've been actually getting this, this spiritual awakening, especially coming to, you know, a vision for you. It's working the steps through the big book. It just takes me through and shows me the disease and where the disease has drugged me to. And, you know, it's so deep and so dark. And, you know, it's how can I tell I'm in a delusion when I'm in a delusion? Because for me, it's reality. And, you know, what I get to do is be awakened and to keep being awakened and to keep coming back and to get more awakenings. And it's a gentle awakening. And, and, and it can be painful, too. 
And But pain is a good thing. I always thought pain was a bad thing, and it's not. Pain teaches me what to stay away from. And, you know, I always tried not to feel so I wouldn't feel the pain. And the pain is my friend. It shows me, you know, what to avoid. And it also shows me how I hurt other people. And so what I get to do is keep coming back and keep working all those steps. And I've been doing 10, 11, Time. 12. And, and what a blessing it is. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Teresa P. Thank you so much. Well, this gives an opportunity for additional people to comment on um, page 159, paragraph 1. It begins with, he had three visitors and ends with, so one more was added to the fellowship. And although we do value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might have an opportunity to share their experience too. So if you give me your first name, the first initial of your last name, I can take a few more today. Two L, Jessica M. Two L, Jessica M. Gotcha, Jessica. Jackie B. Mm-hmm. Jackie B. Joni C. Joni C. Star one is the function that unmutes your line in order to be able to step up to share. I'm ready to take your name. Sharon B. Kathy W. So this, oh hey Kathy W. We'll grab you up here real quick, and then we'll give the line up here for this um, section of people that are sharing. Do L, Jessica M, Jackie B, Joni C, Sharon B, and Kathy W. So let's start out with Do W. Good morning. And then it will be followed by Jessica M. Star one, please. Good morning. This is Duel Recover Compulsive Overeater. Um, love this. This guy is a described as a de, uh, devil may care, um, which according to the um, Big Book Dictionary says careless, reckless, easygoing, carefree. That was his personality. And one of the things that you could see is that he has nothing to do with religion. He has nothing to do with God. And so what changes for him? Well, he says it in his own words. He says, the way you fellows put the spiritual stuff makes sense. So the way we get spirituality today through this program is very different than what we get in religion or what we get in a um, institution. You know, and the way I see it is just like Ebby went to Bill, um, he did no ranting. He did no preaching about God. He gave him his experience, strength, and hope. That's step one, right? It's about, like, letting them know how to identify in that you are doomed, that you are hopeless, that you can't do it yourself, that there's no way out if you're in this disease. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing about coming to the spiritual experience. That's the first thing about coming to the spiritual awakening is knowing that you can't. Something else can. 
which is this higher power. And now they lay that at his feet. Come up with your own conception of a power greater than yourself and lay aside prejudice. A lot of people forget in step two that you, before you become willing, you need to get rid of the old stuff. And it says, lay aside the prejudice and now become willing to believe. And once you become willing to believe, you commence to get results. And that's what they're giving to this guy. They're saying, hey, you know, we got a solution. We have a way out. We have a hope. And it can be yours too. And this is how you go through the process. And they're taking them step by step through the process, right, of what they themselves have gone through. And now he's been able to grab onto that. And now he makes the decision to go through the rest of the process. And now he can walk a free man. What a blessing that is that we get a different type of spiritual experience that is not given in formal religion. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm a religious person, but I couldn't get it religious-wise. I had to get it this spiritual-wise. And so I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for um, the lessons that we're being taught every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Do L. Next up is Jessica M., and then Jackie B. will follow you, Jessica. Good morning. Good, good morning. This is Jessica M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your service. Um, well, what was just said was a lot of what I was going to say. Um, but what I, I'd really like to point out uh, for myself, really, as I'm looking at my highlights on both these pages, 158 and 159, if you look directly across the page, they're talking about, um, you know, going to uh, Bill D. And his response is kind of similar, you know, that maybe you're right, you know, is the same as I guess the old folks were right. You know, it's that moment when I think for me anyway, my experience was, oh, geez, maybe somebody else is right about this. Um, and I couldn't do it by myself. I tried and tried and tried so hard to do it by myself. And I love that line, that last line of this paragraph. So one more was added to the fellowship. You know, this is a, a group of people together, working together. And <clears throat> the higher power of my childhood um, that was taught to me in Sunday school and all those things um, is the higher power I have today, but it got very skewed along the way in um, the religion I was brought up in and and the the father that I had. So, so coming into recovery and having people talk about higher power very differently um, in, a, in a very loving way took me way back to those Sunday school days. And um, I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's what I want. I was a little bit afraid that it wasn't going to work out. But I also saw a light in the eyes of the people who were bringing the program to me, um, my sponsor and her sponsor and so on and so forth. The people in the rooms were happy. And I wanted that. And I thought, well, you know, maybe you're right. And I remember the first time I said I don't know to something, it was so freeing. And so for me, the maybe you're right, I guess you old folks were right after all, that may not sound like a big thing, but that was huge for me. And I love, love, love that my higher power instilled that in me from the beginning. 
very grateful for that and grateful for all of you this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jessica M. Jackie B., you're up next for three minutes, and then Joni C. will follow in after you. Your time starts good now, morning. madam. This is, okay, good morning. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Loud and clear. I'll let you know, though. Excellent. Okay. Um, thank you so much. You know, it's funny. Every What everybody shared is my story. Um, for me, for years, I've been in program a lot of years, more than 27 years. And, you know, in the beginning, when I walked into these rooms, it was about what God did to me. He didn't do anything. He gave me the terrible parents I got. He gave me the terrible life I got. Uh, I'm worthless. I don't deserve to be on this earth. Whatever negativity was in the world, that's what it was. And my mother made God um, something that had a lot of Mishigah. That means a lot of storytelling. Whatever she didn't like, that's what God would tell or didn't like, that that's what God told you to stay away from. So I really didn't understand the purpose of God or what God is today. Um, then during during uh, my years, God became things, uh, statues, whatever. Whatever got me through being abstinent. And currently today, God is my whole environment. God is the force out there that tells me that I can't be God, that I have to turn my life and will over to that God of my understanding to tell me and guide me. And when I do that, I get the message. The message could be the slightest little thing, but I get it because now I'm open. I'm open. My channels are open. I put down the food. Once I stopped those ingredients, the noise in my head stopped, and that let God in. And now I'm able to hear when God has a message. And if I don't know something, or if I'm in anxiety, or if I'm panicky, what I do is I say, stop. God, guide me. Help me find your path. You know, because I know today that I have a higher power and that I'm not it. And as long as I move over and let God guide me, I have a better day every day. It's when I try to control, manipulate, uh, change, whatever, or or judge, or be self-righteous about, is when I can't let God in. And then I'm miserable. Then I want to eat all the time. Then, my, then you know, what time is my next meal? You know, I don't want to live like that anymore. I do my 10th and 11th steps so I don't have to carry the burdens of the world anymore on my shoulders. Not only do I have physical recovery, I have mental recovery. I Every day that I work the program. And that's what's amazing to Time. me. And thank you and I'll pass. Thank you, Jackie B. Joni C., you're up next for three minutes and then Sharon B. will follow in after you. It starts Good morning. Now. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota. Uh, I I had a, an excellent relationship with God before I came to um, vision for you. But what I did not have was, uh, it was like I had a blind spot and I 
compartmentalized um, my eating. I just didn't rely on God to help me um, not to eat. And uh, what I found now is that here it's going to be five months this next month, and uh, I can't believe that I have been abstinent all that time. I can't believe I haven't binged. That's that's a miracle, an absolute miracle. And now what I've found is that I just depend upon God every day for my eating. And and it's just opened up a whole di- new dimension of God that I've that I understand, you know, that it's it's new, it's all new. And I am so very grateful. And thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Joni C. Sharon B., you're up next if you're ready. And then Kathy W. will follow you. And then we'll open it up for a few more people to comment on page 159, paragraph 1. Star 1, Sharon B. Can you hear me now? I sure can. Oh, wonderful. I started speaking. I thought I was unmuted, and I guess I wasn't. My name is Sharon B. from Brooklyn, New York, and I am a grateful, recovering, compulsive eater. Um, And uh, the part of this paragraph that I keep going back to is, okay, I need my glasses, Um, is uh, I guess the old folks were right after all. And then my eye just kind of slipped over to a passage that we read already on page 158, which was the precursor to this paragraph. Uh, The first paragraph on 158, it says the next next day found the prospect more receptive. He had been thinking it over. Maybe you're right, he said. God ought to be able to do anything. And for me, I need to know in my mind how this change came about. What changed for this person uh, between the time the three visitors came and spoke to him for the first time and the change? And to me, it seems like he had his first spiritual awakening. Um, And I know when I had a spiritual awakening um, 73 days ago, everything changed. All that I had to change was everything, and everything changed that day. Today, I have 72 days of miraculous abstinence because of that. Um, and because I allowed myself to trust my higher power completely, um, and like never before, 
Um, I'm, I'm not changed. I'm transformed. I'm a completely different person um, because of that. Um, and it sounds like prospect number three was never to be the same again. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sharon B. Kathy W., it's your three minutes that are going to start now, but I wanted to let everyone know that after Kathy W., it looks like we're going to have time for at least four more people to comment on um, page 159, paragraph one. So you all want to get ready for that before we transition to the second part of our hour. Kathy W., good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kathy W. from upstate New York. Um, yeah, so this is uh, an interesting paragraph for me at this time. Um, I have uh, been in the program of recovery, different fellowships for a long time. And um, my sponsor asked me recently to define, to write out my definition of my higher power. And, um, you know, I knew what they were, but I wrote them out. And um, I have several different uh, ways I think of my higher power. And um, the spiritual stuff makes sense, uh, speaks to, well, I'm going to, what I need to do now to, so that I can grow more spiritually is focus on a, an aspect of my higher power that was kind of like third position, you know, and, as opposed to the first two positions, first two uh, primary um, ways I viewed my higher power. Uh, so that I can be, so that I use this new, not new, but uh, um, aspect of my higher power so that I can uh, have a closer relationship with my higher power and better do his, his her will. Um, so I'm grateful that I was able to share this morning and I'm grateful, certainly grateful for this OA Vision Fellowship. It's really been powerful for me. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you, Kathy W. And again, although we do value value everyone's um, experience here on the line, we do ask that you wait for three days before you share again so that we can hear other experiences as well. But for now, I'm ready to take your first name, the first initial of your last name for about four of you. Charles Lee H. H. Charles H. And Lee H. And did I hear Anita J.? Anita. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Anita. Good morning. Beth W. Hey, Beth. Good morning to you, too. Let's battle round up with about four, and then we'll check the time again after the fourth. Charles H., Lee H., Anita J., and Beth W. You're on for three, Charles. Thank you very much, Mel. Um, what will make this devil make care fellow um, – this guy, devil made care fellow, or whatever they call him in this chapter, what would make him say, I'm ready to do business? I guess the old folks were right after all. So one more was added to the fellowship. Now, back in those days, um, progress was slow, even though they worked the steps quickly. A lot of people, even in 2020, today, June 1st, 2020, they're not ready to do business. Um, so it must have been the sales pitch that, that, that uh, you know, when Bill, Bill gave it to Bob, even when Ebby gave it to Bill, 
he must have, you know, you know, on page nine when it says, Ebby, you know, this, this religious spiritual battle is still going on today. It's foolishness. You know, I don't think Bill and Ebby and Bob and Bill D, they, they got into all of that. They, they, they told this man or they told each other the grave nature of the mental and physical aspect of what alcohol does to a body. I think they stuck to the facts. And, and, and this man, you know, the devil may care uh, fellow, Ernie G, was convinced. He was convinced on his own. I got sponsors that are not convinced and it don't make sense to them, and I just leave them alone and I pray for them with love. So one more was added to the fellowship. It was, it was pertinent that people were added. Look back then when they worked the steps so quickly and progress was so slow. But so I hear this battle about fellowship and program. You know, without the fellowship, there's no need for a program. We need it to be increased so that we can increase so that the disease and the, 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 uh, the, the, the feelings, the emotions and the feelings can be suppressed by working these 12 steps on a daily basis. Thank you, Mel. Thanks, Charles H. Lee H., you're next, and then Anita J. will follow you. Well, good morning, Melanie, and this is Lee H. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Um, it, it, it is kind of a funny little paragraph, and I just... Um, <laughs> Uh, just this idea of the spiritual stuff makes sense. Just his wording is, it's simple, but boy, is it ever profound. And um, I grew up, I, you know, learning as a little girl, I'm learning about addition and subtraction. And um, I, I love the idea of more, you know, I just wanted, you know, let's just look at the addition, but um, it's kind of a paradox because coming into this program, you know, my sponsor said, uh, you, you got to take the food out, you know, you've got to subtract things. And, um, you know, I, I was just so rebellious over that. And um, just the idea of taking things away from me was really, really scary. And I think about, you know, I may be totally wrong, I'm not a doctor, but I, I've heard that, you know, when you have a bone marrow transplant, you have to take the blood out and then, put the healthy blood in and what a scary thing that is. Um, but it, it's just so amazing how it works. And, you know, I, I think about Bill and Bob and they, you know, they were pouring in to Bill their, their life story. And uh, just, you know, that new, that new blood, that new attitude, that new spiritual life, you know, the, the addition of, of the spiritual life, and um, even though he thought he had, you know, the religious life. So it, to me, it just, I like paradoxes. <laughs> and so uh, I'm just really grateful to be here this morning and grateful for this program. I didn't understand how it works, but it works, and I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you so much, Lee H. Anita J., your three minutes will start now, and then Beth will come and ask you. Thank you, Melanie, very much. Um, this is Anita J., grateful, recovered, compulsive reader from Massachusetts. You know, I'm picturing him on his back, maybe he's sitting up, three visitors. Bill had one. 
with that look in their eye. And I'm picturing three of them, my God, staring at me like that. And I know that it had to already be working in him what those old folks said. The old folks are probably right. You know, I think about who was the old folk in my life who talked church. That was my father. And I was spent my mornings every Sunday, you know, and half the language, part of it, I couldn't understand the language. But the thing was, I did understand the faithfulness. But I also wanted to say, I sometimes threw it all out because his reasons, you know, he looked at me when I uh, threw out going to church. I was very disillusioned when I was first married. And Anyway, the point is, um, he said, but who will bury you? And I thought, you know, I'm not going to spend the rest of the decades so that I'll have a place to have a funeral. But you know what? Many right things are done for the wrong reason. What difference does it make? He was there. He was faithful, and he learned that. I began to learn the faithfulness, and um, I'm, you know, really grateful for everything that's happened to me in this uh, in this um, fellowship. I mean, I was around over 30 years before I finally 100% surrendered. And this guy says, "I guess you folks are right." No, no argument then, and um, but this is my story, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for him, and I'm just grateful for everybody I've met in this program, and what I've learned from people that first I thought were on a resentment list. I came to love them. Isn't that incredible? So, tells you I don't know what's right for me or not. I need this higher power to teach me. So, with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Anita J. Beth W., you're on for three, but let me let folks know that we'll open it up probably for two or three more to share on page 159, paragraph one. If you all want to get ready to queue up star one, I'd love to hear from you. Beth W., your three minutes starts now. Hi. Good morning, Melanie. Thanks for hosting the meeting. My name is Beth W. I'm a compulsive overeater from North Dakota. And... There's so much in these few sentences, I couldn't believe how my brain is spinning. Um, I'm thinking about the woman who told truth to me. Um, I said earlier, today is my birthday, and two years ago on my birthday, my mother called me on the phone, and she's mostly blind, and yet she could see in the photo I had sent her how terrible I looked, how unhealthy, how heavy and I hung up on her because she was concerned and lovingly was trying to tell me that my life was spinning out of control. And I finally called her back later in the day and I said, did you call me on my birthday to tell me how fat I am? And yet she had never used those words. But it was the truth I needed to hear. And so those old folks, it took me a couple more months before I was willing to listen, listen, really listen to this meeting and uh, ask for a sponsor. But I've maintained a 65-pound weight loss since, since that birthday two years ago. And it's not been perfect. I've had a couple of slips. Um, but the truth is that people were willing to tell me a different message, a message of hope 
And, you know, one person went to Bill, and Bill went to Bob, and then two people went to the third guy, and now three people go to the fourth. And now I think I heard Melanie say there's nearly 300 people on the call this morning, and there's room for one more. There's always room. And there's, um, and there's room for me to come back and say, I screwed it up, and I need to try again. And there's love and there's compassion because um, what I've learned is either God is everything or God is nothing. And I never was willing to let God in to this part of my life. I only wanted God where God fit the mold for me, where God fit um, in my story. And letting God help me in all parts of my life didn't, didn't fit my narrative of how how much of a loser I was and how, how I didn't deserve anything good. And so the narrative is starting to shift and I'm super grateful for all who have helped me along the way. And I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Beth W. There's time for two two-minute shares if you're interested and you haven't shared in the last three days. Please press star 1, and I'll take your first name, the first initial of your last name, and then we'll transition to the second part of this meeting. Press star 1, please. That will unmute you to share. Fran V. V like in Victor, Fran? Um, Fran, uh, yes, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry about that, Fran. Anyone else? Let's go with one more, please. Well, Fran, how about you go with your three then, and we'll see where that takes us, okay? Instead of two, you got that much time in you? Oh, I, I think I'll be quicker because I'm a little tiny bit nervous. Uh, this is the first time okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'm sharing live. I've always listened to the recording, and I just got the live number. I'm Fran, um, recovered compulsive overeater. I still have a little trouble saying that, too, but thank you, God, today. The obsession is lifted. It's mind-boggling. Um, I've been in this program a long time with on-again, off-again accidents, and I've never felt this free. Um, so it, it, I just, um, I, I don't understand it. And I think that's okay because they talk about the disease being cunning, baffling, and powerful. And I think recovery is just, just as interesting because I want to say, why, why, why not? Didn't I get it and keep it and et cetera, et cetera. But anyhow, I just want to thank you all for all your beautiful shares and the wonderful strength and recovery um, in this group. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Fran V. Glad that you're here. We have time for one more person to share this morning. First name, first initial of your last name, and star one will get you there. This is Rob H. Hey, Rob H. Let's take you and see where we go with eking out this time this morning. Your three starts now. Thanks. Um, this is probably my second time sharing on uh, this line, but um, <clears throat> what came up for me, I heard a lot of people say, those old, those old folks are right. I don't have the book in front of me, but um, 
Yeah, and what came up for me was um, when I was a kid, my my grandmother, <laughs> and I used to hold a resentment about this, but she would she called me fat and lazy. <laughs> and now after going through this program, you know, she may be a little bit abrupt in her speech, but you know, I can see where there's a little bit of truth to it. There's a little bit of wisdom uh, behind that to her, and uh, you know, because because it wasn't just people in program that tried to help me. It was, uh, you know, my family too, but I was so, you know, resentful against them. And, uh, you know, I couldn't believe that, that somebody would say this to me. You know, and other people called me fat too, but, um, you know, this is somebody that helped me out a lot in my life. And it wasn't just like from a teasing thing. I, I think she just didn't know what to do. And, and she just tried to say it however she could. And maybe if I had, a, you know, a better salesperson, I would have listened more. Maybe. I don't know if that would be true or not. but. Um, for me, I guess, um, you know, I just had to see it myself that I kept kept regaining the weight and uh, getting back up into the, the higher numbers. And uh, so, but I'm glad this fellowship exists, and I I, uh, I really appreciate all the shares, and thanks for letting me share, and have a good day. Thank right. you for sharing, Rob. If somebody has a burning desire, we do have about 90 seconds or so left this morning, or we can transition to the second part of the unrecorded meeting. If you'd like to share, if you'd press star one now, and I'll take your name and the first initial of your last name. Well, I will take that as all all folks have shared what we want to hear today. Thank God and your higher power. And let's get this meeting then moved over to the second part of the the unrecorded meeting by beginning like this. Thank you, everyone, that shared today. Thank you for the opportunity to be the uh, moderator this morning. It was a wonderful, 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 unexpected opportunity. I want to give you the share ID number for today, which is Monday, June 1st, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Big Book Study Meeting. 14726, 14,726. And so we will now close this meeting by having Nancy P. Please read from page 164. And then we're going to say the serenity prayer together if you care to do so as we then begin the process of transitioning to the unrecorded hour. Good morning, Nancy. I'm ready for you. Good morning. Thank you for letting me share. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot, un- you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit to your fellow admit admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and may God bless you and keep you until then.